0: Say, now I am not excited about any of it. I'm going to tell you why. I will give you analysis as to why. King of the ring, very, very simple. Historically, And not historically, but look at the past few King of the Rings. They've generally just been heels that have been given a shitty gimmick of being called king. It's not really meant to help anyone. If they continue on with that trend, we're going to get King Jinder or King Sammy or some stupid shit like that, which is this thing should be a thing that helps elevate someone into an appropriate position and give them a bit of a push. Not to put a fucking crown on their head and then waste either a year or two of their goddamn life. So now I'm no longer excited about King of the Ring. Thank you so much, WWE. But most importantly, I had the most optimistic feeling in my heart for Queen's Crown. And you ruin it in one fucking night. Oh, what was the point of even bringing up Tony Storm? I said this when this thing started. I told you, I told you, Mike Alloy. I told you, viewers listening at home, I hope Vince never lays eyes on Tony Storm. And he's laid eyes on Tony Storm. And guess, guess what she's done? She sat the fuck in the back. They barely used her. And when they use her, they beat her. They, they beat her to selena vega a woman who's done dick who i felt sympathy for but you have one person on the upswing the other person who's not and you beat her the audience barely knows tony storm and you're telling her that she is even she's a bigger loser than selena vega so fuck that tony's that that does not put her in good shape it's hard to rehabilitate that and then live morgan who is over like rover again You have a talent that is actually beloved by the audience and is connecting in a genuine way and is solid enough in the ring. And you've been building that and building that and built. She would have been a great choice just to even be in the running, make a run. But she loses to the woman she's been kicking the shit out of for for weeks. Man, y'all need to go somewhere with this nonsense, bro.
1: Welcome you once again to your favorite recorded wrestling show this is give me the book my name is mike alloy with me as always
0: the el guapo a professional wrestling commentary and stand-up comedy satoyo guys thank you so much for listening once again
1: oh it sounds so good when he says it thank you guys so much for joining us we have a lot of wrestling to get to uh good Good week to be a wrestling fan, I believe. I've enjoyed it. Uh, and I think we'll start with AEW Dynamite. I think this was over the past month. or So it has been kind of up and down. Some episodes have been better than others. It has usually been a consistent show. I think, in my opinion, that we've talked about before, has gone through some lulls. This was not the case when it came to our, uh, or I guess your adoptive uh, hometown, my former hometown of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I thought they put on a great show. And gave us one great moment uh, from the show. Totorio, what would you think of AEW Dynamite? What would you think of the moment that I'm talking about?
0: Well, I want to say as a whole, I was there. Um, I was at the, the, the in the arena for AEW Dynamite. I want to say overall, the entire show, top to bottom, best four hours of pro wrestling, best live show I've ever been to. Let me just get out that out of the way. The most enjoyable. It had the least amount of lulls, if at any. The only lull I felt there was was Guevara versus Fish, um, And I can touch on that a little bit later. But I thought it, the, the crowd was obviously hot. They came in hot. The performers came in really, really hot. And it flowed in such a way where it was incredibly easy to digest, which I think when you do wrestling shows, and especially where you do long wrestling shows, um, as they're going to have to figure out because of course as we know rampage is taped immediately after uh dynamite they are going and they're figuring out hey we got to keep these guys engaged in the best way possible to extend um to extend their memories and I think what they're realizing or to extend their attention spans rather and I think what they're understanding is and a lot of other companies could take note of this 20 minute promos sometimes just ain't it that tends to take away energy from the audience because you're asking the audience to just sit and listen to something that may or may not be good. So um, they can still do promos. Hell, they have punk go out there and we all get to have that feel good moment, which you should all appreciate. Angry white boys don't get to feel good like that for extended periods of time. It'll end. It's going to end. But yeah, I thought they gave us a very, very digestible uh, dynamite that did give us a great moment, which uh, when it comes to be- basic uh wrestling on basic cable, is it is very special? <laughs> you know, to have like, oh, that was a great moment because you know we got to watch a lot of wrestling. That's just like it was on, and then to gr- get a great moment is always uh is always helpful. For the viewers. That moment
1: of course they were referring to is uh Hangman Page coming back to AEW after his uh, so absence of several months. He was the Joker entrance into the uh, the ladder match to get. Uh, the number one contendership uh, casino, uh, Chip. And then now he's your number one contender too, and he will finally face Kenny Omega in the rematch. I believe it's already been scheduled for full gear. A year after Kenny Omega beat uh, Hangman in the number one contender match to of course win the AEW World Heavyweight title. Um, Yeah, I think it's, again, exactly the way you do it. I think one thing AEW has gotten really good at is doing what people expect and nailing it. I think what that, the problem with WWE so many times is has been going, trying to outsmart the fans or not, you know, kind of sacrificing what people want and what people expect to give you a surprise, to give you a swerve. And AW has figured out that's not necessary. And I think if you look at the best moments of AW, it has been moments that the fans have come to expect. It has been the debut of CM Punk. It has been the debut of Daniel Bryan. And it has been now. Hangman being the quote-unquote surprise entrant that most people saw coming, and him winning the number one contendership, which I think most people kind of expected to. Um, Nothing wrong with that. That's what the story dictates, and that's what people want to see.
0: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with sticking the landing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with just sticking the landing. And I think far too often, like has been mentioned, other companies want to sit there and be like, well, we know what's best. Well, sure, in a way, it, it is in fact your product, right? But it, but that's not pro wrestling pro wrestling. Actually, you do have to build towards a payoff that creates a moment that makes the audience want to come back. It is not working against your audience and then being mad at them and then gaslighting them through your professional wrestlers, or I'm sorry, your sports entertainers. Um, with the, with the, with the promos that are clearly being written by a person who's upset at the audience for not liking the product that they're putting forth because they feel that the product that they are putting forth is the superior product. And how dare you guys stop viewing the product that I'm putting forth. Now I'm gonna go on TV through this wrestling character, sports entertainment character and criticize you for it. It's not, that's not a, that's that's like me as a comic going on stage and just being intentionally shitty to the audience and then being further upset at them when I'm supposed to give them punchlines and jokes, and I refuse to do it, <laughs> and I as actively a, refuse to do it.
1: As a WWE show, I have to push back a little bit, as if because AW does it with Dan Lambert, right? Isn't that that there? The 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 yes, the, yeah. Uh, but, but, the, the, but, but here's the, the thing. But, of AW portrayed this wrestling character. Yes,
0: but, but guess what? Here's the beauty of the Dan Lambert. It's an intentional thing, and he's it's it's for the purposes of garnering heat to then have that heel character who is over and hated get their comeuppance. It is not for the purposes of just having that person or persons exist to constantly wag the finger at this diminishing audience. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, and, and, and again, it's like, look, there's a reason why, and again, we can go into, there's a reason why, um, you know, the, the the corporation worked and there's a reason why the authority didn't. You know, one was wagging their finger and they could never be touched and they never really got their comeuppance and they always came out on top. That sucks. <laughs> that just sucks. <laughs> you know, they're doing better now uh, with the WWE officials, which I wish they would give them proper titles. But thankfully in Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville, you have actually characters that are neutral um, that are just acting as, hey, here's the thing. And they're not trying to wag their finger. They're just there to move the storyline ahead appropriately.
1: And when they're not neutral, it's so actually it's the it
0: actually catches your attention.
1: Like, now you have yeah. Naomi versus Sonya Deville, and now it's, like, one of the better storylines of SmackDown, which is still the best show on wrestling television, in my humble opinion. Back to Dynamite for a moment, though. Um, if you were there live, I thought, uh, they did, again, I thought the, the number one contender match was up brilliantly. I think some people would criticize it. they go, hey, what's the point of having rankings if you're going to have ladder matches and world title eliminators? My pushback is a it's a more exciting this way B it's not like people were rewarded for the most part everybody in that match belonged there based on their win loss records so I think the rankings still matter uh, minus Matt Hardy and I guess he's there because of um, to honor his can't have a ladder. ladder match well you, you, can't. Can't, you
0: can't you can't you can't have a ladder match without Matt Hardy if he's there also to be fair he does have a good record. So it's, it's one of those things where it's like he actually does have a winning record that in theory could put him around the place to then plug in because it is like, hey, these are guys that are in the rankings, but they're not number one per se. But if they get this, well, then it kind of just shoots them up to the top, which you would always you You've always had that even in in, in litter and in legitimate professional sports. Even they've had title eliminators. You know, within boxing, within MMA, the rankings are what they are, but sometimes you just got to do an eliminator because we need to move this thing along. <laughs> you know, like, you need to say, hey, if you can get through these guys, you're, you're, you're next then.
1: Yeah, again, I think uh, I'm excited. What do you think is going to be the outcome of the, of Hangman uh, versus Kenny Omega, the rematch from last year? What do you, th- what do you think is going to happen? Well, hey,
0: hey, I want to say very off top, Hangman is their prime babyface star. Um, There are other people that are in the wings, but he is their guy, he is their sting, he is their flagship character, full stop, let's just get that out the way as it stands now. So in their best interest, obviously, that hangman Adam Page, the babyface comes along and wins the title, because by that point, you'll have your first ever really homegrown, more accepted as a homegrown AEW star, and you got to put the title on someone like that. Then you got to do it immediately because one thing that AEW has um, that they've been able to do rather quickly is uh, cross over into the mainstream. Um, not nearly as much as WWE, but WWE has 50 years. So, but they've been able to cross over into the mainstream and TNT understands better. Now the product of professional wrestling more so than it did 20 plus years ago when they were, AOL was actively trying to get rid of it, regardless of the fact that it was getting $2 million, 2 million uh, 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 views Uh, per episode, WCW at the time. So they understand now better that, no, we have this product that can't cross over into the mainstream of it. Putting it on Hangman Adam Page, giving them that boost is very, very important. And from a story perspective, it's just damn good. However they choose to do it is how they choose to do it. But Hangman should be next.
1: I agree. I agree with you on 1,000%. I think it was, again, all well done. I think this is a good way to... Uh, and the fact that they they found a way, and I get part of it. I do think they have a very enthusiastic uh, crowd for a good reason because they get what they want. Um, I do not know if WWE has just enough creative lessons to pause the storyline for months at a time and then continue it afterwards. Um, right now, yeah, they they maybe they,
0: they have not. Un- well, they, yeah they, they I, well a couple things. No, they have not. Um, unfortunately, they they've they they have sowed enough distrust that that would not be accepted and it wouldn't be because again you can do it it's not it's not some revolutionary thing it's been done many a time in pro wrestling but wwe's never done it proper not never it's been a long time since they've done it properly it's been a long time since they've done it well um as a result they are they would get no sympathy for it um because in all likelihood. They would bungle it, (laughs) like they would. There, they they would be a situation where all of a sudden, at the last minute, they change their mind and go a totally different direction. And you'd be like, "That is contrary to how this thing should go." I.e., Liv Morgan versus Carmella, Queens Crown, first rounder. That's a prime example right there. You actually just hurt someone who was over and for what. So um, that's the type of thing I talk. They don't. They don't do a good job of establishing and maintaining trust with their audience, and and then the thing they put out sometimes is bad. So, yeah, it wouldn't work for them at, at okay. this juncture, at this stage. I think WWE, because I, I do remember, of course,
1: one of the best feuds, I think, of the past decade was Johnny Gargano versus um, Tommaso Ciampa. And they had, had a lot of stopgaps because of injuries, for the most part, not necessarily written in the show, um, which I think AEW was more written in the show. AEW was more, hey, let's have CM Punk debut and Daniel Bryan debut, let's pause this. Let them cool off a little bit, then we'll bring you back, which is smart. Yep. Uh, I do think WWE is, is just – it's targeting more towards a mainstream demographic where they're not going to stop something and then continue in six months and then have to catch up this mainstream audience, knowing that, hey, these people might not have watched us three months ago, at least so they think. Um, so it's just – I think it's a difference in booking. I, again, do not mind it. I do think um, – yeah, I, I, I do, not, do not mind what they're doing at all. Again, I think it's a well-told story. Um, I just hope that this time they actually see through the momentum. I do think that stop doing this many stopgaps. If they're going to keep it going, it's going to start getting old, and you are going to start, get the, start losing the momentum that you established. But so far, so good. Uh, you were in on yeah, uh, it. Let me ask you this, because yeah. this was very much, even though the Hangman was the big moment, returning and winning uh, the number one contender uh, match, uh, the, the show very much belonged to Darby Allin. It was in a lot of segments. Uh, he was in the beatdown by MGF. He was in an interview, I thought a great interview, maybe his best promo to date with JR. And he, of course, he had a mm-hmm. a, a quick squash match uh, against, uh, I will remember his name, Nick Comorado. Um, what, yeah. the, what, what comparing like the, the the reception from the crowd, just the overall excitement when the two characters, because I think they're the two most popular homegrown talents in a double-edged yeah. push. What was the, can you come, talk about that?
0: Yeah. So Darby Allen is crow sting and Hangman Adam Page is surfer sting. That's the best way I can. So, literally, like, this is Darby is crow sting from like 96 through 99. That's just what it is. Like, it's that's the best way I can describe how over he is. Um, And when I say over, I'm in it too. (laughs) Like, he, because he's, it's just different. The guy's, he's wild. He's crazy. He's cool. And here's the thing he is believable so even as he's beating up nick camarado who wwe released for whatever reason who's gotten very very good and will only continue to get good everything it was like sensible as much as it could possibly make sense for darby allen to beat that guy they made sure to get that point across um and he just stayed over and then when he got jumped in the back by spears wardlow and mjf uh allegedly we were outraged we were, because again, I think especially for a lot of for people who, who are just getting hip to Darby, that all they know is that Darby is, is an AEW guy. So he gives everything to AEW. So when they were beating the crap out of Darby in the back, we booed so hard because like that guy gives us everything and you dastardly heels who are so weak. It was classic pro wrestling in that regard. You dastardly heels who do everything from behind. You can never stand up. And this guy gives his body and you do this to him. So we get sympathy. I think he's a more sympathetic figure because of his stature. So I think that his, his, uh, I think that his pops are different. They're both the same in terms of their power, but watching Darby make a comeback or watching him get a win over a bigger guy feels different. Um, so he's yeah. It's mean, an
1: easy, it's the yeah. easiest comparison, but he reminds me of yeah. Jeff Hardy in 2002 that, mm-hmm. that, that version of him where he, again, he's just cool. He's uh you know, he's got the, just very in with the times, I guess. And, uh, you know, even if you weren't part of that world, you were, you know, I think Jeff Ward's going for like a rave BMX thing and uh, Darby obviously is a skater. Even if you're not part of those worlds, like, you get it. You're like, oh, this guy is fucking cool. This guy is the alpha in their world. And on top of mm-hmm. it, he seems like a cool guy. And on the top of it, as you mentioned, he just puts his body on, on the line for my enjoyment. And I appreciate mm-hmm. that, even if I don't necessarily relate to the world you are coming from.
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: Yeah, and again, always being the smaller guy, again, I think, you know, the, the match that everybody knows, obviously, you know, it was the TLC matches that uh, made Jeff Hardy famous, but the match that really kind of cemented him as the next future world champion, even though it took a while afterwards, was his match against Undertaker, where again, he just yeah. kept getting his ass, he kept coming back, and I think that's, you know, what, that's kind of what has, has been Darby Allin's thing. So again, him getting beat down by MJF, I think that's just you know, him coming back for more, which I'm sure he will throughout the weeks, it's just is the easiest, he's the, the easiest guy to book. And that's kind of when you know you're good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, when you know, yeah, when you got an overtime again, you're not trying to hurt the push. Why hurt it? You can only make money with it, right? And it's only gonna make MJF a bigger heel. Should he win, which is a very real possibility. Uh, because with heels, you know, you have to he wins and losses matter. And for heels, sometimes you gotta like. The WWE the, they'll, they'll try to convince you that. Oh, well, look at the Miz. He's not. No one takes the Miz really seriously to take someone as a credible threat. They have to lose very seldomly. So, you know, so like that feud in and of itself is going to make both those guys bigger. Now, I do want to touch on something that I have. I great you con- Just to
1: interrupt. Miz is a two time world champion and one of the maybe the greatest in the continental champion of all time. Uh, MJF has never won anything and always loses in the big moments, including his latest to Chris, Jer- Chris Jericho. So, I I don't think so done the better job booking. Miz so what I will say, so what I MW. so
0: so again, what I will say to that again is that you are incorrect about his <laughs> accolades. You're totally right. You're, uh, you're totally right about. But the Miz sucked for a long time, and he was allowed to suck for a long time. So, again, in in legitimate industries of entertainment, when you suck for a long time, you get fired. So I can't speak to why they felt the need to carry him for so long. The same way I really can't speak to why they chose to carry Mark Henry for so long. Sure, they eventually got it, but in any other form of legitimate entertainment where you have to produce, such a thing would not be tolerated. So you can talk about all his accolades. Now, he finally got good enough to be there. Also, quite frankly, he said yes to everything. So they knew he wasn't going anywhere. Uh, number two, And to his credit, he appears to be rather safe in the ring. So he's not going to hurt anybody. That is, in fact, important. And also, realistically, with the guy, he was willing to do whatever it is that he was willing to do. So, yeah, arguably the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. He's obviously not. But he's held the title a lot of times. But he shouldn't and, even and, and got there if, wrote, it, it, if it was relevant. Range in, in if, it, if it was if it was an actual skill based meritocracy form of entertainment that we're talking about, he would have never gotten there to begin with. So what I am saying is the trajectory in terms of an actual professional wrestling heel, MJF has a greater upside than The Miz when sure. they at, in their respective points, and it's not even close in that regard. Oh, I but, I go, but I go back to my original stanza wins and losses especially for a credible heel are very important and and again you say mjf loses in the big moments he actually doesn't Like, like he beat cody he you know he beat cody he beat jericho a number of times no one will really remember their last match that was just a feel good moment for jericho but no one puts that in the lexicon of anything right so like these moments where he's supposed to lose that was the only good match they had he, he, I'm not talking about the match quality, and that's also ridiculous. You're lying to yourself in that no, one. That, that's you, even admitted, that. You, yeah, you even admitted that their match before that was solid and went in the right so, way. So don't, stop lying. Stop lying. So, so again, so, so hold on, stop lying, because now you're just filibustering with lies, and that's a bad thing to do on a podcast. So, you know, so in this regard, now you can have all of those moments, but MJF, they treat his wins and losses very, very carefully, as they should. Um, so that's why I say, even within the feud, regardless of who wins, and I can't really call it, they'll both come out better for it, which is the point. Um, Now, to the issue of the concern that I do have is for the TNT Championship and its current champion, Sammy Guevara. Now, I know many of you love Sammy. You think so highly of him. I do not understand why. I do not know what you see in this Sammy Guevara. He's an incredible athlete. He, uh, he uh, but he's like a lot of, he doesn't sell anything. He doesn't, he's, he's, he's Little Roman, uh, sells, sells a moment, can't sell a match. Um, and I don't know, like, he's what, he's the first TNT champion uh, that we've had where I'm like, this title is making him more than the other, like, this title is making him more than the other way around, which is fine because that is helpful, especially for a young baby face. But that's when I'm like, oh, the, the TNT title looks as secondary as it's ever looked to me, distinctly secondary. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with sammy's run but i do have concerns because while he's beloved i don't expect his pop to go anywhere it's a very natural reaction i don't know that sammy's necessarily good on the mic that doesn't really matter though if we're being honest it it helps but it's not the end all be all should the booker deem that you're going to be in the position you're going to be in but um he's beloved i don't think that's going to change so he's naturally over with the audience he's a very very athletic person um but i thus far do not see it and uh, my favorite title might be suffering as a result but we'll see because it's very very early I thought he
1: was very solid I, I actually i know I enjoy his match with the bobby fish probably more than the more than the online community seems to I don't know what was like live I enjoyed watching it at home it, it, it was
0: it was a good match it was just the weakest thing on the show but by but as a standalone I'm like I was like but as a standalone I'm like yeah but if you would have seen this anywhere else this would have been good it would have been fine I just I just as an overall Character of him and I, oh, I'm yes. just I don't not. think he has a
1: character really.
0: Yeah, he has a Spanish nickname God. Because,
1: which, yeah, but yeah. it's but it's a huge character and he's a baby face. You know, it's bad when they he was already part of the inner circle and now they have to give him a a, a friend and um uh, what the fuck is the guy's name?
0: Uh, Fuego. Yeah, Fuego. Fuego? Del oh, because because, right, because yeah. he had to, 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 guess. to get some um, some baby face heat. Well, which is actually very smart because Fuego is loved as well even though in this thing yeah don't pick on yeah don't pick on my friend (laughs) so it's so it consistently gives sammy a way to look strong and to look tough it's a very old school thing it's very very smart um i think i like fuego more than i like sammy because fuego can can sell so
1: (laughs) um don't last thing uh this is my uh weekly segment called fog dave dave melton and uh we, we can't review Dynamite without saying fuck Dave Meltzer, which is uh, Dave Meltzer gave the opener, which I don't know how it came across in uh, in the building, but boy, oh boy, they look messy watching it on TV. He gave it four and three quarters of a stars, which is a near classic status, one of the best matches of the year. Of course, anybody who's actually seen the match knows it's not. It's yet another super click elite, elite match. Um, if you've seen one of them, you've seen them all. More importantly, this one was filled with. Numerous uh, botches, so uh, just again, just goes to show you that Dave Meltzer should probably stop writing, podcasting, uh, and just doing most things that require skills. So, Toyo, how was the opener of in my life?
0: The crowd was so hot, it almost didn't matter. Um, Luchasaurus looked as good as he ever looked, so that was very promising to see. Uh, I think the decision to take Christian out of the match made sense from a booking standpoint for the general, for the overall synergy of the match, that would not have been what I would have done. Cause I do think that you need an experienced person in there. Who's like, we're not going to do that. <laughs> you know I'm saying? Like there is an important, like we are not doing that shit right now thing, or my presence being in the ring, you know, I'm not doing that. Like that just doesn't, you know, so taking him out of the match did lead to a bit of the downfall of the match. Um, but it was still a really hot match that the crowd really, really enjoyed. I did not like the young buck stuff or the Adam Cole stuff, but that's pretty standard for me. I, those of you listening, I think you would expect nothing less by this point. Seeing Kenny Omega wrestle live was cool. Seeing Brian Danielson wrestle live was cool. Um, again, Luchasaurus was so on. I think. I think uh, with all of that, you know, Lucha did all the work in that power bomb sequence. They couldn't hold him, um, and uh, they need to stop beating Jungle Boy. So, like, if, you, you know, like, like, another beloved pillar, you. I'm not saying, be, like, you know, look, so long as eventually, because, again, they book long-term, which is smart, so long as he eventually gets that win back over Adam Cole in a moment that matters, cool. But, you know, the, the elite win enough. Uh, they don't need to continue to win at their, at Jurassic uh, Express's expense, because then it's going to become a situation where, we just don't want to see it. <laughs> like I was supposed to be like, no, I don't want to see this. I know what's going to happen. Okay? And listen, if FTR can put over Jurassic express then so can the super click or whatever. Let's be honest.
1: You you, you say oh, so so is the version of, of Roman Reigns and AEW. The Elite is the version of Roman Reigns and AEW because they do everything to make him look strong. And and yeah, no, see, and, here, and, here,
0: here's, and here's and here's and here's no, here's why I disagree. Cuz they actually lose. Kenny Omega's lost on live television on basic cable. So, like, there's a slight difference there. Now, as an overall click, sure. But as individuals, no, I would, I, that's not even close because there's never a point where you're in any type of, I'm never at, like, it, ne- oh, this is going to be the one where Roman loses. No, not nah. not him, not the Usos. No, nah. doesn't even factor in. No, wow, man. the and there's And there's, and there's no. There's no empirical, like, unfortunately for you and that in that argument, there's empirical evidence to suggest, literally, they Daniel Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega just had a 30 minute draw uh, in in New York fucking city. They had to beat Finn Balor twice just because they felt they could. Whereas that first match, they could have left it open ended to them, but no, Roman had to win. So nah, that I, that one does not hold as much water if you want to sit there and say well that's as close as you can come to and find yeah sure okay fair enough uh, and that will bring us to my favorite show uh on that, that, that no that- hold on we can't, we must not, we, we, again, I'm sorry. It was sad. Not, I know we are going to talk about. it. no, no, it hold, on, really no hold, on, hold on, hold on. I want to get, I, I want to get this one out the way because AEW made this mistake and it frustrated me and you were about to make the same mistake. And since I love you, I cannot let you go, ahead. go forward with it. I just thought we had a good um, transition, man. I know we did, but, but we have to talk about the thing we have to talk about, which is Serena D beating Hukaro Shida and preventing her. From getting her 50th win, she would have been the first woman in AEW to get her 50th win. So I've been telling y'all about Serena Deeb. I've been trying to talk to you people about this. And I remember I was in the audience. I was there. You guys all love Sheeta, and I love Sheeta. But I, I said, hey, listen, okay? All right, the professional is here, okay? And you're gonna pay attention. And when Serena Deeb did everything she could to injure, to maim, to grind out Hukaru Sheeta, and then got Sheeta to tap when I tell you that I was the only person standing and I looked at everyone in my aisle, I said, I told you, I told you, I told you, I told you, I told them all, I told every single one of you. And you're going to learn about Serena Deeb on this day, because this is a very interesting thing in that. And it took AEW a couple of days to put that up on their YouTube, which kind of had me flustered. Cause I was like, please don't forget this. Cause that's actually a great moment. Serena, establishing yourself clearly as a heel Uh, hitting uh, Hikaru Shida with that little plate plaque thing, which makes sense. It's like, I'm only here to make sure she gets her 50th win? That is disrespectful. I was former NWA World's Women's Champion. So it made sense in that regard. And also to the greater scheme of things, uh, AEW introduced... Um, they're, they're another title for the women's division, another singles title, the TBS title, which I'm very excited about. Also, LOL at the TBS title looking way better than the AEW Women's Championship. That's fucking hilarious to me and should be addressed uh, immediately.
1: That's very true. It's a beautiful looking title. Uh, I love yes. the I love the baby blue. If you you see our logo, you see their logo, you know how I feel about that. Not crazy about the TBS logo being all lower caps. I just say lower caps logos, yeah. but – Nothing you can do about that. That's the that's the company, baby.
0: Yep, yep. And I think I think it's just gonna be so neat because honestly, they have the ability to do with the with the T. Like you can do with the TBS title what you did with the TNT title. I'm and sure. That would be and that would be so incredibly interesting. Uh, I'm gonna be pulling for either Serena Deeb, Bukarashita, or Thunder Rosa. I'm gonna more yeah. so okay. Thunder because you know, with, when I tell you Thunder is over. Woo!
1: Ooh,
0: she's the young again. I haven't
1: been there in New York. She's the only one who gets like in the world of where Brie Baker is, as far as being over the crowd, for that crowd. Just she's not on their level, but she's the only one like in the neighborhood. She's,
0: yeah, she's she's the only thing that is comparable to that type of pop that they have for a woman right now. So put the belt on her, god damn it. I I'm 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 for it. I think I mean I think I, I haven't looked at the 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 bracket but uh serena
1: and father rosa can they meet in the finals because that's your obvious final
0: yeah that would be my obvious final or if they want to which i hope that's the final because those two gave us a great match in 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 nwa NWA, um yeah yeah they gave us a phenomenal match there uh so run it back establish serena as a heel get i mean again people some some people may say jade i still think jade's too green i put her in the semifinals against thunder and then thunder gets that and then you build up that title jade gets better in ring eventually jade gets that title or she gets so over the women's title but yeah my my pick for a uh, uh, final would be Deeb and uh and uh and thunder rosa what better place to then de- debut it when they do switch over to tbs and those two will have a fantastic contest they'll have a better match than they had uh during pandemic for the nwa world's women's championship which is a scary thought
1: yeah, that they can have the, the women's match of the year. I mean, easily. Yeah. yeah. So, um Definitely, I think I think it makes sense, and definitely looking forward to see who is going to be your inaugural champion. So let's move on to SmackDown transitions, be damned. Um, I thought it was again another excellent show. I think um, the road to crown and jewel is uh, full in its way. We got some very exciting announcements. I think. I just think you have three feuds that are on fire, and you can't really bungle it. There's just too much style power and. And, and the story is actually being told well, and, and they all have some time invested in them so that the product looks good and all superstars are firing um, near or at their powers. Um, the three feuds, of course, I'm talking about that played out on SmackDown, uh, where you have the, the women's title, which is uh, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair. Finally had Bianca looking strong, doing the kiss of death. All right, she obviously tried to go kiss of death on both of them. She lifted them for a while, held them up. Sasha Banks slid off, but they got it back. she put uh, Becky Lynch through Sasha Banks and the table. Um, I thought it was a great moment. Got a big pop from the crowd. You have, uh, we got the announcement that Edge and Seth Rollins are facing each other in the Hell in a Cell, the most excited I've been about Hell in a Cell match in a very long time because it actually makes sense here. They actually, like, the few is actually called for it in the rubber match. uh, The last two matches haven't been great. I think we can both agree on that, hopefully um and yeah and then you have roman brock i mean roman brock finally being told the way it should have been told the entire time like finally you have a, a heel that people boo and a face that people like um in that story and they're the two you know the two biggest kind of you know unstoppable force me meaning the immovable object um so again i think it was just all three stories operating well SmackDown did a good job of showcasing all superstars and on top of it, you have King of the Ring matches being great as well. Uh, there is, of course, one thing I didn't say in the positive SmackDown because it was in the positive, and that's the Queen of the Ring tournament, which has not been booked well. And I think, Satorio, why do I have a feeling that that's where you want to start?
0: I want you people to know this. Within one episode, they made me lose faith in the exact thing that I told you guys I was excited about the previous week. I, I, I told you guys, for one... And Let me say now I am not excited about any of it. I'm going to tell you why I will give you analysis as to why King of the ring. Very, very simple historically and not historically, but look at the past few King of the rings. They've generally just been heels that have been given a shitty gimmick of being called King. It's not really meant to help anyone. If they continue on with that trend, we're going to get King Gender or King Sammy, or some stupid shit like that, which is this thing should be a thing that helps elevate someone into an appropriate position and give them a bit of a push not to put a fucking crown on their head and then waste either a year or two of their goddamn life. So now I'm no longer excited about King of the ring. Thank you so much, WWE. But most importantly, I had the most optimistic feeling in my heart for Queens crown and you ruin it in one fucking night. Oh, what was the point of even bringing up Tony storm? I said this when this thing started, I told you, I told you, Mike Alloy. I told you viewers listening at home. I hope Vince never lays eyes on Tony Storm and he's laid eyes on Tony Storm. And guess, guess what she's done? She sat the fuck in the back. They barely used her. And when they use her, they beat her. They, they beat her to Selena Vega, a woman who's done dick who I felt sympathy for, but you have one person on the upswing. The other person who's just not, and you beat her. The audience barely knows Tony storm. And you're telling her that she is even she's a bigger loser than Selena Vega. So fuck that. Tony's that, that does not put her in good shape. It's hard to rehabilitate that. And then live Morgan, who is over like Rover. Again, you have a talent that is actually beloved by the audience and is connecting in a genuine way and is solid enough in the ring. And you've been building that and building that and built. She would have been a great choice just to even be in the running, make a run, but she loses to the woman. She's been kicking the shit out of for, for weeks, man. Y'all need to go somewhere with this nonsense, bro. Yeah. I can't defend
1: them. I think with Tony storm, I'm, I'm not as heated about it as you are. I think she's a great talent. I think it's you just needed to win you you uh, at this point you can't take it seriously now that she showed us that she can beat somebody tony i think with tony is going to be what happened with liv i think she's going to be in, on the roster for a while not doing much just appearing and then eventually she'll they'll get her on the roll that's just what they do sometimes they push people like bianca and and rhea ripley and sometimes they do it like Liv morgan now why Liv morgan lost to carmela now why are we getting carmela versus Zelina vega instead of a much a match that actually makes sense. Well, who the uh, fuck wants I, to I, I don't get it, I like, do not understand it.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, I don't it makes no sense. I cannot that one I cannot defend. I thought that was piss poor, to be honest with you.
0: And I was going to send you a report on this because apparently, if true, that has caused a lot of concern about the overall health of the women's division and in, in many respects. Now, it has not started it, but it's been a like, you know, you look at the you look at the tag team division division i use very lightly right you look at that you look at charlotte needing the title all the goddamn time just because and you look at going against what's in the best interest of your division like i mean okay so what do we get queen carmella okay i get it you want to put a crown on their head you guys are they're obsessed they vince mcmahon has this weird fixation like, oh yeah because it's good shit you need kings it didn't work with harley race I know we needed to give Harley Race something to do because he could barely move at the time and he needed a paycheck, but it didn't even do anything with Harley Race. It did look at everybody who's one king of the ring who didn't need to put the damn crown on their head. Every single one of them were infinitely better for not having to put that crown on their head. And yes, I do include Billy Gunn. It was infinitely better for not having to put the crown on his head. God, this shit sucks. It sucks. No, it's Finn just Ballard like I don't I don't, I don't, I
1: don't think they, I don't think we're really going
0: to get King Finn Balor. I think we, if he wins, he no, we're not. Be, we're getting King Gender. We're getting get, t- we're getting King Gender. That's or we're, we're getting King Gender. Or King Sammy, yeah, we're and all like Gender. Sammy, music.
1: not not spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Uh, Sammy, yeah, <laughs> he's not going in, there. Yeah, he does, Yeah, in, he's not going to go there. So we're not getting King Sammy. So we're going to get Finn versus. I would love to be obviously Xavier Woods. I don't think Xavier is getting either. So I think we're getting Gender versus Finn. Uh, in Saudi Arabia,
0: uh, you know, I uh, they beat Liv Morgan, bro. Yeah, no, I so it's so it's so it's so you have somebody who's so, got, got, got some
1: momentum behind them, and and it, again, it's one of those organic things where it's like, hey, cool, this is the time to actually elevate somebody from the lower mid card, get, but the mid card to the upper mid card. If you're not gonna, uh, and then you just squash it, I don't understand why you do it. That's the yeah, one because, because you don't like, because you, because you don't a decision, and I think it's 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 a swerve for the sake of a swerve. And sometimes, man, you're just overthinking it, bro. you overthink overthinking
0: it. Again, uh, sometimes all you got to do, listen, it's a callback, stick the landing. That's all you got to do. And you you, you just didn't do that. So I will sit here and say that WWE is creating their best crown jewel card possible. And I was looking forward to those things specifically. I was like, if there's any hope, because I already know how everything's going to go. Goldberg has to get his win back for whatever reason. Okay, Brock will lose to Roman because it's everything for Roman. Like, Edge should win that match. You know what I'm saying? Um, It'll be good, whatever. Uh, Drew has to lose to Big E so that he can then go to SmackDown to lose to Roman again. Uh, So there's nothing there that's actually interesting. Match quality be fucking damned. You hear me when I say this? Match quality be damned. There's nothing particularly interesting about that. But they had this thing that I was like, ooh, it's cool. I like tournaments. I like rebel, And they fucked it. They fucked it just because they could. And at the, that core, the, at the, honest, the core, that, that's why. All the why. matches for King of the Ring have been good. They have four matches for King of the Ring. All of them have been Again, good Again, match, match quality be damned because I know and I'm getting a crowd. I don't know.
1: You know who's going to uh, win. I think there's three. Uh, little Sammy's not going to win. Xavier might win because he's been pushing for a while. Maybe they'll just give him a reward. Tim Balor is by far the biggest star. So if they want to uh, you know kind I'm, of top prop, prop him up after uh, after his loss to Roman and they have big things from playing wrong or gender, gender is the, the shady heel with a crown. So all three of them can't they, win in my they,
0: We'll see. Since since we're so since there's some sort of sexual fixation that this company has with putting crowns on people's heads, they need it before they, you know, now feel good and have happy session. time. And in happy time, here's the thing: Finn would be a good choice in the lineage of hey, here's an established star that we're going to keep on the radar. He's going to lose to Jinder after already having lost twice to Roman Reigns. It's not really going to help him. They'll be like, oh, well, Finn doesn't need it. Well, it, it, I mean, it, it won't hurt nothing. Like, it won't hurt nothing, and it'll certainly help the King of the Ring tournament as a whole. But no, we're going to get King Jinder. <laughs> like, this is what it, it's what it is, bro. And also, I want to go back to that. I want to make sure because time has continued to prove me right. I want, and I'm not going to let this go. I refuse to let this go. Uh, Finn Balor and Cesaro had a great match, but I remember when I told you what was going to happen, I said, that's why I don't give a damn about no Cesaro versus no Roman Reigns, because it's not going to mean anything in the greater pantheon of any type of real booking. It's just to put a thing on TV, to put a thing on TV, and then I told you, you wasn't going to see Cesaro for a while. And then when you do see him, it's right back to the same shit that he was doing before, and I was right. You were right. I never.
1: I don't think we were. That argue with that. I think the the, the point. No. My, my point was that was a story well. And it's kind of thing where me and you disagree. I think it was a good story told that resulted in a good match, and I was entertained by it. I didn't think it was going to have any real consequence. So move no, so no, I'm not. I'm not. not saying, I no, no, I'm not saying. It, to be quite with you.
0: No, I know what he deserves serves his moment to try, right? Like, like and again, and keep in mind, when they have given him those moments, there's been things there. They just choose not to capitalize. All on. Right, well. So, so he was over at Mania. He was over at Mania. And, over again, Mania. and again, and again, I'm sorry. No one can convince me that. Oh, well, it's, he's not talking. That's the reason why he's not talking. No, no, he's not. He's He's solid. He's solid. No, no No, he's solid. solid. And again, we also keep this in mind. Talking has nothing to do with it. Talking has nothing to do with it, especially in WWE when you're told what to say for the most part. So talking really doesn't have anything to do with it. Roman Reigns is not an amazing promo. The John right. Cena program further proved that because y'all thought that Roman was going to give you something. And I told y'all he, gave he can't something. talk like that. He, no, he didn't. Position. He didn't. He didn't. And, and then and then John killed it immediately. I told y'all. No, Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I told club. y'all. I told y'all he can speak well enough. He ain't some promo god. So no. I, I attack. I attack. I attack that promo nonsense. Because it's old, it's dated, and it's not true. That Cesaro promo nonsense bad, has bro. been. Hold on, hold had, on. Yeah, just, hold on.
1: Cesaro, I no. lost his in the ring. He's got. He's, it's not like he doesn't have a character. He doesn't have a character.
0: He's got really Dude, nothing bro. except he's amazing in the ring. Roman had nothing for years and still basically doesn't. So, like, what's the point? Again, it, it. I poke holes at these things all the time because one, this promo nonsense was was around and bullshit before you were watching wrestling. I want to be that clear on this. Because it doesn't really matter when the Booker says that's what we're doing, that's what we're doing, and there've been plenty of people who could not talk or didn't have to talk for years or even decades. I.e., Undertaker, it, like Undertaker, got the time to become a competent promo because he didn't have to talk much. Bro, honestly, he got to be around.
1: Was an incredible gimmick. Was maybe the best but, gimmick ever, though.
0: But but here's what I'm saying. To the point, he didn't have to talk. Talking wasn't necessary, and when he did talk. It didn't have to be amazing, but he was around for long enough and skillful enough for long enough that when you're watching amazing promos all the time and you're in those shark infested waters of the era that he's coming up in, you'll become competent. And sometimes that's all you need to be, you know, I'm saying? that's all you actually need to be. So as it relates to Cesaro, hey, you could have done a million things with him. Remember when he was a Paul Heyman guy? You could have stayed the course in that. And kept him as the Swiss Superman and given him a proper heater. But it's like I said from the very beginning. The story doesn't even matter because, the out- because again, he's going to lose and ain't not going to happen. It's hard for me to get invested with something like that. If the guy was a schmuck off the street, I'd be like, ah, okay, whatever. But he's not. He's an exceptionally talented performer. He's he's one of the best
1: wrestlers in the world. And I will never take it away from him. I do think, again, and I think this, pro- this program actually proved it. I, I think the worst moments of the story... Between him and Roman, and the entire thing with, with, with Seth, and they gave a lot. There was a lot involved. They, gave, they had Seth involved. They had uh, Daniel Bryan involved. They threw a lot in it because they kind of knew, hey, man, we need to keep the amount of time that Cesar was on the mic to minimum. And when he was on the mic, in my opinion, that's what, that's what the worst parts of the program, honestly.
0: I mean, look, Roman's been the worst part of promo programs for years when it came down to talking in the ring, and it didn't and it didn't hurt nothing. So again, I just don't I, I will never buy that because there's always so much evidence to be like, Yeah, and I've seen shit like that that's as bad or worse from guys who are on top now. So it doesn't and, and, and really... maybe you're right. And again, and,
1: and I do think a lot of it is on WWE because a lot of things they they don't like, someone like Lashley, I think, is a good example. So Lashley is not an exceptional promo by any so, means, but they gave him they gave him a gimmick. They gave him an amazing intro. They gave it they say, hey, you know, nowadays you wear suits and you have an awesome intro. They could have done it with Cesaro. They chose another. So I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I just don't think he's there yet. I don't think he, they ever. Part of it was he never got it. Part of it was, you're right. They never gave it to him. Part mm-hmm. of it is, look, he doesn't look like Bobby Lashley. He, quite frankly, he doesn't look like Roman Reigns. But Roman Reigns looks like a Hollywood actor. He is a Hollywood actor. Bobby yeah. Lashley looks like a. I can't guy. wait for him to His go Cesaro looks like a, like, a, like, a, like a middle-aged man who works out a lot.
0: This is what it is. Cesaro. Cesaro Cesaro looks like a wrestler from the territory days. Who they would say years later, he had the greatest physique that it's been seen at that time, which would have been true. Mm -hmm. Like if, like you know, a guy like that in the 70s. Can you imagine a guy like that even in the 80s, even in the jacked up era? Like someone like that, sure. And again, we just need to concede they could have. They just chose not to. Oh, I can see that.
1: But, but I get why they
0: chose not to. Because if, you have, if I have this the
1: piece of music that, that it become, becomes Bobby Lashley's intro lying around, I'm like, oh, should we give this to Bobby Lashley or should we give this to Cesaro? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know, man. Lashley, I, just, I just think there's more potential with Lashley.
0: Yeah, no, that, and I, That's, and that's, no, that's I, I, I all would, you have to make. I wouldn't disagree with that because it's Bobby fucking Lashley. I mean, there's but nobody. Would, but, you, but, you
1: think, but, but if it was between Roman and, and Cesaro, you would give it to Cesaro. You think there's more potential in Cesaro than Roman? Just I this. definitely,
0: I definitely would have tried seven years ago. Yeah, I, I would have done that because he's in that he's in that wheelhouse build up that guy too. So that if you choose to have a match like this in 2021, it actually means a lot more now, because you've built up this person, Uh, not, maybe not even this, but somewhat comparable, you've kept them in the loop. You haven't just stuck them in every slub tag team app. No, you've given them a something. You've built and invested in them. So I when you the, have this just, match, it actually matters.
1: has something tangible to him. I think he, and he has value. And the value in him is you can't put him on a 10-minute uh, match, 10, 15, 20-minute match on SmackDown. And know everybody's excited about it. And, and he can make everybody look at, he's the new Dolph Ziggler. Uh, you know, Dolph Ziggler's still there, but... There's, there's value.
0: You need those people too. And again, it's one of those things. And, and I, I, it, I, it, No, it, I, I understand. Right. I understand that you need those people too. What I'm saying is they didn't try. So, so, so it's just like, well, yeah, sometimes you need guys like that. I think he understands that. I think he's made peace with that. The fact of the matter is like, yeah, but you could have done more with someone mm-hmm. like that. You actually right. could have, especially internationally. You actually could have done more. You know what I'm maybe, saying? I you don't know why they will Because, you, because yeah. they did push. It seemed like they gave him a push around, like,
1: Romania. Like, they clearly went out of the way to be like, hey, we're giving this guy a moment of Mania. Like, it they, they was drilled into everybody's head. And he got his moment at Mania. I don't know why they didn't capitalize on that. Again, maybe they – I don't know, The merch didn't do much. I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't know. It is really- I, I think
0: I mean, what it – Cesaro has been honest in that. It's like, hey, I'm not going to lie. One of the things that's hurt me is I talk back. Like that, that nonsensical uh, uh, interview that Vince did years ago. And he was just talking about, oh, you know, you young kid, you don't have anything. You guys are so, you don't have work ethic, did I? And then he brought up Cesaro. And Cesaro right. patently said, right. you have to laugh at stuff like that because it's just ridiculous. So I'm not, I'm not going to say that Vince heard that comment and was like happy about it. You know, because that- it's basically like you're burying me and I'm burying what you say. Because Cesaro was right. I'm more talented. I, I speak languages you can't even fathom. I've come over here from nothing. I'm tougher than most of you. So the statement. So again, he defended himself and he even said later, yeah, sometimes that that's not the way to do things. Sometimes you just have to say nothing, <laughs> you know? And it's hard, which how are you gonna tell how are you gonna tell an immigrant to say nothing when all they've done is fought? It ain't gonna work. It's a, no, but no, then it's the, of, it's the fault it, of it's the uh, it's the fault uh, of the American for being too sensitive, if that's the case.
1: If, if anything i think the the reputation that you have with wwe is that is the people who push back and say things right i mean that was the the message in um broken skull session right is that you do have to advocate for yourselves and and push back and be like no nah, we're not doing that to kind of to get where you're right and again maybe it's just you know different groups for different people as there are in many organizations we have to move on we have spent a lot of time talking about this um Hey, yo overall, what'd you think? Did you? I know you hated the Queen of the Ring booking. Did you like the SmackDown overall, though, or did that just ruin your enjoyment? I,
0: I like I like the fact that we got what we got with Rollins and Edge. Um, I appreciated uh, Cesaro versus Finn Balor. I, it was it was just a good. It was a good. It was a good match. Um, uh the 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 queen of the ring stuff just really sucked. <laughs> like to me, I just it kind of like after Let me break That was Ray good. That was yeah, that was down, good. Awesome. Um that was good. And they're advancing the storyline with Ray and his son however they feel they need to. So we'll see what comes of that. That's that's cool, that's interesting. Um, but after the live more live more, I just was scratching my head too much after that. Like, I just it's one of those where it's just like I it wasn't like, oh, fuck this overall show. And did you just lost, they just lost me after that? I'm like, my head was elsewhere. <laughs> and that can happen when you do that with someone that's like, we love this person. And this is a tournament that can help establish them. But you know what? Uh, You you right. You got it. We need crowns on people's heads. That's fine. Uh, let's move on to the other Friday night show. We, we had uh,
1: Rampage, which, of course, was taped after Dynamite. So you were there for the live show as well. Um, I thought it was okay. Again, Dynamite tends to be kind of, you know, just solid wrestling show. Um, uh, unless they have awesome wrestling. Uh, I, I wouldn't say they had anything that would qualify as must-watch or even, you know, great. Especially the, as, as we talked offline. I watched a lot of wrestling this week. I even caught up on some weeks. Uh, beforehand i saw some new japan i saw some nxt uk uh i saw even through a triple a match uh right now between the Lucha bros uh loretta the kid and uh i who I- I- the we bell vikingo i'm sorry i definitely butchered that um but and so when compared to that the stuff you see on dynamite is just okay uh oh, sorry on rampage uh especially when presented kind of as most matches are, without really a story or anything like that. This is just like, hey, watch these two guys you've seen on the TV fight, um, which is very old school. Uh, would you think watching seeing those matches live? lot?
0: Uh, so I would disagree with the fact there's no story behind them. Generally, there is. For CM Punk, Powerhouse Hobbs, there was a story behind that. CM Punk versus uh, Dating Garcia, there's a story behind that. Even if it's a little one, you can clean up a story. So, hey, you did jump me. Let's attend to this. Uh, watching it live was very, very good. Um, CM Punk, you know, that he's beloved. So starting off with him was very, very smart. I do want to say this. Um, Daniel Garcia is good and he's going to get so much better. And that's a really scary thing when the dude is like 23 and everyone around him understands how much better, like CM Punk said it, he's light years away of where he should be. Like he's actually, he shouldn't be this talented yet. Um, So, but they're building him appropriately. He's not like going in there killing guys or, no, he's got an even record. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, there's something special about him. And I do want to sit there and say about the CM Punk matches, people need to understand that you're actually watching pro wrestling in a very, very, in one of the more throwback forms, because his matches are very smart. You know what I'm saying? He incorporates some of the riffraff that you should see that, you know, whatever, like he incorporates some of that stuff. But a a lot of it is, again, I'm not doing that shit. I'm not going, I'm not jumping off. We're not doing all, we're not going to do that all day because it is incumbent upon every professional wrestler, especially when you're on that level, you have to do something that is different than what everyone else is doing. And for a long time in wrestling, especially on WWE, especially in some elements of New Japan, I'm just seeing the same match. It doesn't just, just this one just happens to have Seth in it or Dolph in it, but it's the same moves, same sequences, same overall general style. Um, which you can have an overall general style of a brand for a product, but each wrestler has to be a bit different. So um, Punk does a very, very good job. I like Matt wrestling stuff. I like working holds because if you do it appropriately, then when the baby face gets their comeback, how do they deal with this thing that they still should be acknowledging, which Punk did very, very well in that match. I thought 2.0 was used very, very well. And the ending of it was very, very smart. I don't need to risk dropping you with the gts that might hurt me too much or my knee might give out let me put you in this submission that people haven't seen for seven years that'll be good (laughs) you know get the win that way um lucha bros versus the acclaimed uh was fun um i i I, you know i like i I like i like referees to have authority and in, in aew they have about the least amount of authority of any major uh professional wrestling program So you have to sort of, I have to suspend my imagination. I'm already here. I have to enjoy this. Love platinum max caster. Uh, Think he could really, really be something down the line, wherever he chooses to wind up in whatever way that he can, because he can talk, he'll get better in the ring. He's got good size on him and uh, his body in theory will only get better. So you can build on that a bit. As far as Ricky Starks versus Brian Cage, I love the effort. I like the match. We don't care about Brian Cage. And I think I can explain why. Brian Cage is not a character that elicits sympathy. Brian, if I was 14 years old, he would be my creator wrestler. I would have I would have gone on to whatever video game I had, and I would have created someone like him. He's over six feet. He's built like a, a you know a freaking bodybuilder, but I'd make sure he could do backflips, right? So when you see a guy like that, he's so physically capable that presenting him as a babyface just ain't gonna work because why would I feel bad for this man? (laughs) This man can lift things and flip. This ain't, this ain't that, 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 that's not the man that that's the heel that you have a baby face overcome. And again, him leaving team Taz made him baby face and then dealing with Ricky. So uh, I liked the match. It was good to see Ricky in the ring again. They had a very, very physical match. It only really picked up when we started using weapons, Uh, but everyone wanted Ricky to win. (laughs) Let me just say that. Every, everyone wanted Ricky to win, and when he won, we were happy, and it was over. Well, Ricky is a lot cooler. Ricky is a lot yeah.
1: smaller, and Ricky can talk. And Brian Cage, yeah. again, Brian Cage has the Cesaro thing where, boy, oh, boy. Again, I remember, I don't remember when this was, man, but maybe about a month ago or so, he had to do, he got like a 30-second promo, and I was like, oh, my God, 30 seconds should not feel that long. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you know he makes cesaro seem like the rock by comparison mm-hmm. so brian cage is just not there at all um as a as as a promo you know and, and that's kind of i think holding him back because man i mean that guy with the the way he looks and the, with the stuff he can do in the ring he really should be like one of your top baby faces uh should be one of the most popular guys just in the world you know what i mean um uh, as, mm-hmm. as a wrestler um but yeah no i agree with you and i think uh just so I want to mention, you know, it is now interesting to see the, the the children of Zack Sabre Jr. just roaming uh, uh, the wrestling world, playing on good matches with uh, mm-hmm. obviously Danny Garcia being one of them. And, and the NXT UK, as I mentioned, there is a, a, a young Spaniard by the name of A-Kid who is going to have a match. I believe this Thursday. We're going to have uh, Ilya Dragunov make his first title defense of NXT UK championship in front of a live crowd against A-Kid. I cannot wait to see that tournament. I think them three, the Zach Sabre Jr., A-Kid, and Danny Garcia, they're all like Russian nesting dolls, you know what I mean? That's with, like, agent skill, where... And Danny yeah, Garcia, yeah. he's just the youngest of them all, he's still kind of learning, and then you have A-Kid, who is, like, 90% of the being Zach Sabre Jr., and, of course, we have Zach himself, who is absolutely crushing it right now in the G1 yeah. Comics Tournament. Uh, the A-Block... The, yeah, A-Block has just been absolutely amazing, with Zach Sabre Jr., um, uh, but, uh, Ishii... Uh, my favorite guy in the world, Shingo Takagi, um, and Cody Bushi, two of my favorites, uh, just all four of them, and Kenta as well, uh, just having amazing matches all against one another. Um, if I have to pick one, just quick shout-out, because that's something you said, actually, about people kind of wrestling the same. There is no, maybe, two wrestlers who wrestle more alike in the world than Ishii and Shingo Takagi. They have very yeah. similar, moves, right, and similar moves, and they faced each other, and oh, I'm sorry, it was amazing. Like, it yeah. was yeah. yeah, it was like watching uh, you know Ken versus Ryu, on you know yeah I mean, uh, yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah by the most uh, by the best street Fighter uh, fight, uh players in the in the in the world just incredible match because yeah because that's what Shingo is he's just a younger quicker uh bigger to, uh, Ishii uh and just as tough as him yeah um yeah. so just they put, yeah, yeah. go all your way towards that match maybe it's one of my five favorite matches this year.
0: I would agree wholeheartedly. I, I'm looking at it like I watched the block. And to me, I since it's such a block tournament, it is the best tournament in all of pro wrestling. Like bar none has been probably since it started. I mean, you know, King of the Ring for a little bit, gave it a run and, 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 and then it just didn't. Um, but it's like, you know, because it used to be a one-nighter and now it's just this whole thing. I look at it like who's coming up and Jeff Cobb, bro. I mean, it's like this is, it's like Jeff Cobb. Of course, Zach's there, Okada's there. But my man, Jeff Cobb. Like now, now I'm like, like, who am I rooting for? And I'm, yeah, I'm team Cobb, bro. I, that's just where I'm at. So yes, these things are amazing. But my man Cobb be out here winning, winning. You gotta, they, and they know, they know what time it is. So that's, that's where we at. I am very happy
1: that they're pushing Cobb
0: more than they are. Greater Khan Con, Con
1: is one of the few new Japan projects. He is, I don't know. He's kind of there. Like, I don't know. They're Undertaker, but not really. But worse, uh, maybe they're Giant Gonzalez might be better uh comparison. He's definitely uh, something different, which New Japan needs. They need different characters. Not everybody can just be a, a great wrestler with a fighting spirit. But man, greater Khan ain't it. Not, not in this version of him, at least. Um, so I'm happy to yeah, see the he number two yeah. uh, man of the Empire behind Will Osprey. Maybe, maybe eventually challenging him for the, the top, top dog spot. We'll see. Mm-hmm,
0: We'll see.
1: And yeah, do you have anything, anything else you wanna you wanna mention from this week of wrestling before we uh, go? Just to my just name?
0: some quick, yeah, just some quick. I mean, of course, quick notes that we should mention: Alexander Hammerstone winning the MLW World Championship from Jacob Fatu, ending that near two that two year run. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens from there. I know Alexander got injured during the match. Uh, where's Jacob Fatu going? Is he bound for WWE? because like Jacob Fatu at this point appears to be the most talented of the current um, Samoans of that bloodline uh, who are operating. And he is. Jacob's like the best in the ring uh, of them, it would appear. Um, So you have that. That's very, very interesting. Uh, The Strictly Business and NWA turned on Nick Aldis, which is very interesting. And for those of you who care, the current nwa world's heavyweight wrestling champion trevor murdoch appears to be on a collision course with the pope elijah burke and while i love the pope and i so want him to get the big win it has never happened could have happened in tna didn't happen in ecw wwe's version so i don't think it's going to happen in nwa uh so i will mourn that and uh, we will go forward so
1: yeah Thank you. And now to close out of the week, let's talk about Monday Night Raw that we just watched last night. Did you see it, by the way? Have you had the time? I did. Like, I guess yeah, I
0: saw it. I don't think you the one was, Have you watched it live? I did not watch it live. I had to watch he it. You the
1: watches Raw live, so that's good. That's yeah. good. That makes me feel. Does not make yeah. me feel like a bad wrestling fan. Yeah. For skipping it. Um, I thought it was solid though. I don't think it was terrible. Again, uh, kind of more of the same. We had really good King of the Ring matches. Really, I still I don't mm-hmm. understand the, the booking queen of the ring I just don't quite get it uh although this time it was better uh I mean Shayna Baszler squashing uh Dana Brooke makes all the sense in the world I wish Drop and uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't like the character but if that's their pushing they should just give them more time against Natalia. Like, like if if Drop is going to get over it's going to be because she can wrestle and Piper Piven which is her name before I'm gonna call her Piper Piven I'm sorry mm-hmm. Doudrop, just dumb fucking name um yep I think she can go in the ring, and I think her, and the, like, if you want her to actually get over, you have her and Natalia go on and wrestle a good 10 minute match. Like, that's how you kind of establish that character, not by her looking like fucking, uh, you know, uh, a giant bubble and like doing silly dances. That's not mm-hmm. going to do it for anybody above the age of five. So, um, yeah. So, a we'll, we'll cautious about her booking. Uh, King of the Ring, like I said, just very good wrestling. Um, loved what Xavier Woods and, um, and uh, and uh, Ricochet did. I think you know it makes sense that both good the wrestlers they yep. gave him ample time, they're gonna put on a good match. I thought coffee was his gender, uh, one of the better gender matches in quite some time. Which you know, shout out to coffee for putting yep. on a good match. I'm not sure if the SOS was a botch or if there was SOS into DDT or if that's the way it's supposed to look, but just a small mishap, nothing you know, nothing uh, to really discuss in length. Um, and then yeah, of course, I i i like that again. I'm excited to see. Drew versus Big e. I thought it's been a solid build-up, go by the numbers, I thought yeah. they both had a good promo. I, I like that they gave us their motivations. The um, yeah. you know, wants to hold on to the title, wants to establish himself as a champion because he just became one. Uh, and Drew wants that feeling of being a champion in front of fans that he never got. I thought that kind of got me invested right in it. And and, and the Claymore to Biggie to end the show makes me want to see them fight each other out on Crown Jewel.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, you know they they again Raw three hours, very hard but they've been really trying to step up their game. I think we do need to acknowledge that. Um, So, yeah, I mean, in terms of the builds, I don't have a big issue. I was a little bummed to see the implosion of Mansoor and Ali, if I'm being honest with you, because I do think within the tag team division, they could have gotten – it's like they were just rushing that. They only formed to then break up when they could have actually given them actual wins so that we could actually care about their implosion and then actually care about those two fighting one-on-one at Crown Jewel. Uh, because Mansoor is still growing. Ali's very talented, but if they were a team that even looked like they were in the hunt, you know, um, it could have meant a lot more to split them up, even though it, you can always go into it with the idea of splitting up a team. They just got to be worth something when you do it, and those two ain't worth the shit. So it, that's kind of a bummer to me in that regard, because you didn't build anything. You just had two guys who always lost, and now they're going to fight. But I'm like, yeah, but they're both losers. So the guy who wins is the, the 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 biggest winner of two losers that doesn't really mean much quite frankly so uh i like kofi versus gender uh i liked um i liked ricochet and and xavier i mean xavier is just very good we have to keep in mind that man came back from a rupture to killies and is still moving like this and wrestling like this that is amazing he is an amazing amazing talent as is ricochet uh austin theory versus jeff hardy i didn't really care for Um, only because you could do more with that. So I'm not sitting here saying, oh, Austin theory shouldn't be beating Jeff Hardy. No. Okay. You want to do that? Sure. But you can do that. Like on a bigger stage, you know, (laughs) you can do like, if you run it, you can just do it. And I get it. You want to put Austin theory over. I, again, I'm still going to say Jeff Hardy is just way too fucking over to not be doing more with. And, um, this is a part of what I'm talking about. It's not beating him. It's the manner in which you choose to do this. Cause now he just looks like a guy you can beat on TV at any point, which is what you've been booking him as, but he stays so over. Why wouldn't you compliment that a bit since he is an older guy that will be working with younger guys and that will be putting over younger guys in certain situations have it mean something. And then this just didn't mean anything. And that's a waste of a really overt talent in, in the hopes of establishing a young talent who I'm not sold on, but is very good. um, Drew versus Bobby, or, or Drew versus, uh, sorry, uh, Big E. It's fine. I know what's gonna happen, and I don't really care about it. Uh, B- Goldberg, Bobby, same thing. Don't really, don't really care. And because it, it's, it's it's playing his day and it's stupid. That's all. I enjoy. enjoy Again, I can go yeah. into more. I don't want to. I don't want to go into more because unfortunately, I do this thing called foresight. And what happens with foresight? is is that you look forward and you're like all this looks like stuff i'm not gonna care about so in the moment it's just like ah, ah. and unfortunately uh with them they're too easy to predict because generally it's going to be the thing that is not enjoyable so there you go
1: i guess i i just again i disagree with it because again we, we we talk about you know there's nothing necessarily wrong with being predictable as long as the fans enjoy it as, and again as long as the story's told well and the match is good. I'm a happy guy, man. And, you know, if, if I can be surprised on top of it, then even better. But, um, again, even if I, I'm still... We'll see what happens. I do think Goldberg will probably get his win back, although that's not necessary. It is interesting. I, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with it, right? Uh, one thing Moxley said when he left WWE was that he hated kind of promos where, you know, he said, oh, I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to kill you and then blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you can't really do it because it's PG. I, Goldberg, they're making this... The, not only did he say he's going to kill Bobby, but they're making a whole feud kind of about that. So they have to kind of have a dramatic payoff at the match now. I mean, they they, they don't do blood or color anymore, but I feel like they might have to because uh, otherwise, if, if this is if they go out and just have like a standard hardcore match, after all the you know uh, the focus not just see, Goldberg saying he's going to kill him, but like all the focus on him saying that, um, you just setting yourself up for disappointment there. It feels like.
0: Yeah, I think they're going to look, they're going to put over Goldberg in the strongest way possible. So I don't know. Oh, maybe Bobby's leaving. Maybe Bobby's taking some time off. Who knows? Um, but I mean, yeah, they're going to put over Goldberg in all likelihood in the strongest way possible. And also, to be fair, um, John Moxley, while he should have been more, was not Goldberg. So Goldberg has always been given a level of creative license. Uh, Oftentimes, to the detriment of everyone else, but he's been given a bit of creative license to sort of do what he wants. So um, you know, they're using that term as as they see fit. And uh, Goldberg's gonna kill him, apparently. So, (laughs) and I best believe I'm gonna watch the match and how it goes. I'm gonna be like, yeah, they killed him. So there's not much for Bobby to do. So, keep this in mind: one guy's leaving, one guy staying after Crown Jewel, in all likelihood. It, it, you know, so if you, if you beat the hell out of him and you kill him in the middle of the ring, damn, I hope Bobby's taking some time off because to show up that you have to show up then on Monday after that shit, you look like a complete fool.
1: I agree. I agree with you 1000%. So there is a way to book it in a, in a cool way. The cool way to book it, give Bobby some time off. have come back for a Royal rumble. Yeah, a pop. Well, we're not going to worry about what happened. You know what I mean? Enough time with have passed, And again, he comes back with a pop. we down at the rumble, et cetera. If that's what happens. Um Again, well, I, I, again, it's a Goldberg match, and I'm actually excited to see what will happen because it, it doesn't sound like it will go like the way most Goldberg matches went. So again, I, to me, I think it's a good card. We'll do more of Crown Jewel preview next week. Uh, I believe that brings us to the end. Uh, I believe we have done it. Uh Sartorio, anything else you want to talk about before our match of the week?
0: Uh no, I, I have nothing else to discuss.
1: Let's go. I'm, I'm, ready, I'm ready to Get go to Match. Without
0: further ado, I'm I'm ready to do it. It is yeah. give me
1: the book, favorite segment, our match of the week. Tutorial, please.
0: Guys, I want to take you back to a very, very special time. And we're gonna go back to a time when a lot of the guys who are staples in WWE. We're just everywhere else doing a lot of incredible stuff. I'm taking you back to January 4th, 2016, Wrestle Kingdom 10. and My match of the week is AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. I cannot say enough about this match. It is their best match that the two ever had together. So good. Uh... And so good and so brown, Greeky. So, Mike Alley is going to disagree and give you like a match that's not even on par because it's a show for WWE. So, that's fine. But this is by far their best match. And unfortunately, since they were younger men at the time, it kind of did them a general disservice when they got to WWE because everyone was kind of expecting that match. And that is a match you just cannot do in WWE. Uh, So fans never really got that match. But I can say as someone who got to see that match in pretty short order after it happened, it was definitely special. And it was a match that none of their other matches were able to capture. They had very good matches uh, after that. I think the WrestleMania match gets a uh, bad rap, quite frankly. But they have, a lot of, they have a lot of really good matches. None of them were as special as this one uh, because that match literally helped change things a little bit.
1: Uh, I think there are, I, this, it's, it's, it's not a popular opinion. It's one of those heroes I, I'm willing to die on. They're my favorite. I, I watched this match. It's a great match, and you should go out of your way to watch it. I just think what they did for Money in the Bank, I it, I felt a sort of way. But it's, it's one, their Money in the Bank match, which is just the match that go, grab like, where I I was watching on you know, sitting on the couch and I had to get up from the couch. I was
0: like, "Holy shit!" Like that, like no, you know, who, you know why? Because in in Africa, very few you, know why. you know why? Because it was it was as close to a perfect WWE match as you could find, and you love those. So they gave you that moment, and they gave you that feeling, and that's why you gravitate towards it so hard. Uh,
1: maybe maybe so. Again, I thought their money in the back match is my personal favorite match of theirs. But again, the wrestling, King, King, wrestling Kingdom Ten match. Is considered by uh, the wrestling fans to be their best, and there's a reason for it. It's a great, great match. My, um, I, I would go back to you know. I think uh, a lot of times on the show you go ba- back and you talk about Sting, your favorite Sting matches, because Sting is your favorite wrestler. He's the favorite wrestler of your childhood. The favorite wrestler of my childhood was Kane, and I would go give you guys uh, a, a match, a Kane classic. Uh, it happened on the Monday Night Raw episode, the most Russo. Uh, edition of Monday Night Raw, which happened on Ju- on uh, November no October seventh, sorry, European uh, date. It's uh, the seventh of October two thousand two. It was a special edition of Raw from Las Vegas, introduced us to the very first Raw Roulette. Uh, it, 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 I recommend watching the whole entire Raw episode because it is wild. It's a whole. It's not necessarily good. But it is wild uh, and a lot of shit that you I absolutely not get away with today. Uh, but it does culminate in a match that actually stood the test of time. It culminated in a TLC4 uh, with uh, you have Bobby Ray and Spike Dudley, Chris Jericho and Christian, Jeff Hardy and Rob Van Dam versus Kane by himself because his the Hurricane Helms uh, was taken out by Triple H and the Evolution uh, and Kane by himself has to overcome and win the tag team titles for his team. Does he succeed? You're going to have to find out and watch the match. Uh, this was, by the way, I believe when they celebrated the 10th anniversary of Raw, this was considered to be the best Raw match of all time, at least at that time, although, again, I don't know how they won or, you know, how short-sighted that award was. Either way, uh, a great match through the test of time. Uh, highly recommended.
0: I do want to say this before we... I, I, you know I'm sorry I lied. Uh, So my apologies, I did want something to bring up and I forgot it at the moment, but I remembered it. Guys, remember when they were shooting all these vignettes for Elias and they were making him seem super serious and he was found a new way and he was apparently he was in line for something really, really big to happen to him. And then the draft happened. He wasn't drafted. So mark my words. Do not be surprised if you see Elias show up somewhere with a guitar again. Again, if that does happen, you know why it happened. Um, Goes back to my original point. Stick the landing.
1: Indeed, just take Follow, follow through. Follow through for, for Hiro, which were really cool, by the way. Hope, I hope, I hope that we'll actually see them on TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I believe that is us. Uh, Sotoyo, do you have anything you want to tell to tell uh, the people before we go?
0: Drink water and tell your family members you love them.
1: Can't think of anything else to follow up. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been giving the book. Have a good day.
0: Peace.